This is the first video we did, we did for this podcast. For real? For real. That's hard. Oh, <laughs> I'm using a studio to do so. little journey your big journey bro. <laughs> nah it's all good um I mean since you met me I've always been in the creative field you know yeah. what I'm saying and I think that's one of the things that kept us connected so with that journey man it's been it's been something it's been something going in and out of like fields you know corporate going straight creative entrepreneur um, taking a lot of fails, you know, a lot of people not really understanding that I'm serious about what I do, you know, I had to get, go through that fire. Um, and I felt like even still today, like I'm still dealing with that. Right. So that's kind of like the mission I'm on every single day in a way. And then also just enjoying what I do, man. Like photography has opened up a lot of doors for me, you know, not just in the creative field, but just, you know, with certain people that help me with my life, you know? So it's like um, doing it, being able to do that full time is, is, it feels great, you know? But I want, you know, I always want people to understand, like, I have have been doing this for a while, but it's still not easy, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's still some things that I've run into. There's still some things that I have not learned you know what I'm saying? There's some things that people ask me that they want me to teach them, and I'm still developing. So um, I'm kind of just in that 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 I guess right now in a pivot. You know, as far as like what I'm actually going to do with it more, um, but also continue to inspire, man. Like it's about that time where you know I start really feeding. You know, feeding feeding the people what they actually really want to see, and you know these these projects, my actual art, you know, showing them what I actually do, you know, as far as you know, just just I'm going back full photographer mode, and you know I got some things coming for sure. So that's what we're getting into nowadays right now. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> hey man, I can't wait. Um, yeah, bro. Like you said, when we first we be knowing each other, we was in high school, so. It was, you know, y'all remember you doing the, the locals uh, cover art, so they mixtapes or albums that they dropping out, and you know, just creating any flyers that you could come out with, just randomly putting on a TLG, just did it that yeah. day now. So you came a long way, and who knew that led you to photography? Yeah, man, like, like, yeah. 
I, I, I didn't think it would be photography. I didn't. I didn't think. But I've always had that eye, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, from young. Can you tell them, how did you, how do you get that eye? How do I get that eye? Yeah. How do you, well, how, well, how can a person develop their, you know, their eye? Because everybody's eye is different, you know? Um, I, I guess it's just what, it's, it's conscious, being conscious to what's going on. I think me, I, I've never, you know, I've, I've never really been like a talkative person. Yeah. So like I've always had that opportunity to like sit back and see things and like how it's just doing. Yeah. And so I think that's really what it came from. Um, just developing some awareness about things. And so I think that's really where it comes from. But for myself personally, you know, I've, I've been able to like truly understand like the eye that I have is a gift. You know, and not just in photography. It's a gift of life, bro. Yeah, so it's like, I definitely, you know, I, I embrace that a lot more now. You know, that, like I see, I, I see and even hear it in people, like, they don't be seeing certain stuff that I see, like even visions that I have. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, this project that I have going, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been emotional because I envision a lot of stuff that's kind of already happening. Mm -hmm. So like that's, it's been kind of deep. So um, I definitely believe the eye that I have is a gift for sure. It's God given for real. And I think that's just why I'm able to produce the work that I, I just really want to. Like I feel like I can, any photo shoot, anything I could put my mind to, like I'm literally going, it's nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah so I think that's just what it is but you can definitely train your eye you can definitely develop a, a, a sense of awareness that yeah. most people are not really paying attention to you definitely can that's a very that's a very unique perspective yeah. Yeah, but that comes from this the, you know the life that you've lived by yourself yeah. and everything bro uh, one thing I want to talk about bro and you mentioned it earlier how you know, it's a lot that you learn that you need, a lot that you need to learn more of. And so I always like to ask people every time, what's their, the biggest lesson they learn? Because a lot of people hear the good of stuff, but nobody, nobody wants to share like what really taught them to get to where they're at. Um, the biggest lesson I think that everybody's learning right now during this pandemic is, is understanding yourself, understanding how you fit not necessarily do for anyone else, but you fit, you know? So like you stick stick on your path, you understand how valuable, you know, how valuable you are to your path and others that you connect with. I think that's really what, um, I think, what were, we, what were you just saying? What's the, what's the biggest lesson you learned? Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest lessons for um, myself for sure. Because I had always been like a lot of my work had came from um, outside perspective, right? You know what I'm saying? And and I rode with that for a long time. And you know, I had a little I had a little crash where I, I stopped really focusing on myself and it really had slapped me in the face. And so, like, I had to really step, I mean, slow down 
and really take a perspective for myself and understand like type of shit that I actually really like. Yeah. And and it's funny because a lot of the projects that I did that was really for me was the ones that popped off. So it's like I'm now in this this position where I'm embracing that and I'm also taking acknowledgement and you know putting action to that versus trying to produce a lot of stuff that people are going to question and judge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like just sticking to myself that's one of the biggest lessons that I've been I've learned and a lot of people are learning right now for sure. That's deep, man. That's deep. <laughs> That's what we all learning right now. Yeah. Uh, so what just made you want to start photography? Shit. Um, photojournalism. I love the moment. Really? You know, being able to capture. I love the history of things. Being able to go back and talk about it. Visualizing something. Um, like being able to tell a story. Like... Photography, in my case, had helped explain a lot of things, you know, it helped me really explain how things work, you know, that's why, like, when you go on my page, or a lot, a lot of people, they'll ask me, like, what's your favorite thing to shoot, and I get stuck, and I'm just like, that's a hard question to ask, because I'm a photographer, Yeah, I take pictures, <laughs> everything, I take pictures of everything, you know what I'm saying, and so, like, there is really no limit. And so, like, and I, I think with with the publishing that I had with National Geographic, it was so perfect because I love science. And so that's kind of like with photography, I love, you know, inputting that into what I'm viewing. So I've explained this to a few people, and I told them, like, if you go back and look at my photos now after we had a conversation about how, like strategic I am with, you know, science, feeling mood, um, lighting, uh, you know, the colors, all kind of stuff, you'll understand like there's a whole science behind it, not just a photo being captured. And so that's really what drives me with photography. Like it really helps me explain a lot. Like I didn't finish school. So with that, I was learning so much more just having my camera in my hand and just documenting stuff, meeting certain people, people inputting me into like executive boards. I've been able to walk through, you know, me being a professional, I've been able to take that and work with some top tier executives and, and all kind of stuff. So like being educated, that's really where it what drives me. And so being able to capture it and go back view it, learn about it, show somebody else. I think that's one of my biggest things with photography. You love you love the way it can make other people feel. Yeah. When they see it. Yeah, for sure. So, um what's one skill every photographer must have? <laughs> um <laughs> I want to say confidence is a skill. You finna preach. Come on. You finna preach. <laughs> <laughs> confidence is a skill. And I'm going to say why. I need this. That's why. Models. Okay? And I hope some models see this because they're going to praise it. Some photographers might not believe it. But models, 
I give them 100,000% of respect because it really takes a lot of confidence to be in front of that camera and truly be yourself and represent something else that might not be them. And, and the same thing that I see models have, you can put that same energy into photography and a lot of photographers don't. And that's why their work be repetitive. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're in seek for this, this same feeling for this whole different thing, but you can see they don't have enough confidence to try something else. Mm -hmm. Like take pictures of different stuff. And that's why you get a lot of photographers who only in it for money, who only, you know, shoot a certain type of only photo, you know what I'm saying? Um, they're not really outside the box because they're not confident enough to take that step, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things, like, that photographers got to have, like, you know, understanding that you're going to get yourself in a position where, you know, you're working with someone who may not, you know, need, and this is something I run into, you know, with my edits, um, I have to be versatile with all different kind of edits. I don't want people to think like, okay, all my photos gonna just look like pop and shit. Like, I could do all, any kind of edit, you know what I'm saying? And so like, I've taken that risk to be, you know, um, equipped to work with all different ranges of people, you know what I'm saying? And that's confidence that I see a lot of photographers don't they don't have, because I have conversations with them and stuff, and I'd be like, why you try this? You know, that's, a, that's, that's an extra little bag right there. But they won't, take, they won't take the initiative to do it. And that's straight confidence right there. Because it's like, what if I fuck up? What if I, what if I mess up, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what if, what, you know, what if, I, what if I mess up on it? And, and, and they, don't, they don't like it. I'm like, that's the part of the journey, my guy. Like, you ain't gonna even know how to do it if you don't even fucking try it. You know what I'm saying? That's confidence. So it's like, I, I encourage people to have just a little bit more oomph if they actually want to say that they they serious about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're doing it for fun, do it for fun. You, you don't need all that confidence. Yeah. But it's like, if you call yourself a photographer and you're trying to do this shit long term, you got to be versatile. And that's confidence. Versatility is confidence. You know what I'm saying? Versatility is a skill. Not just that you have many skills, but being versatile is a skill. Confidence is a skill that unfortunately a lot of people don't have nowadays. Yeah. And so like, that's what, that's probably the one thing that I gotta say for photographers. Don't be scared to do it. You can capture anything. If you know how to, if you know how to use that camera, go capture everything. You can make some, if you're trying to make some money, you can make some money in this. <laughs> I'm trying to say, trying to say something because you're going to come back on this again, so I'm not trying to. So, oh. I got, yeah, more, I got more to say. Don't worry. I know you do. I know, <laughs> I know you do. I know, man. Who do you, so who do you study? Not in photography, just like life, like in general stuff. Like, you know, I always, Kobe was the guy for, for me, even beyond basketball. Um. Who do I study for my photography or? Just in, in, in life, in general, like, 
confident because it's like I, because I always put like this. You could like I, you could use a lot of athletes and like the way they their mindset is and how they think, how they study the game, how they approach the game, and you could apply it to your everyday life. So that's why I do for Kobe, and that's all I do for you know for other people. My boy MG behind the camera, I took you know some history of what he what made him great, and I took that and applied it to myself and longer meet other people. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I haven't really you know thought about that. Really, do you like who interviews do you watch the most then? You watch interview, you watch nobody interview, interviews. I don't really watch a lot of interviews. I always watch like I watch TED talks. Okay. I watch I watch like um, I read a lot. Like right now, I'm reading the Art Prophets. I actually post it on my page, but I actually read those books. And then um, like Hidden in Plain Sight by Dennis. Um, it's like a Harvard Press book, mm-hmm. but like. I guess I guess like I look for topics, so I'm like whoever can explain the best topic that I'm looking for. Okay. That's that's basically how I, I operate. It's not I don't I don't really have like a, a favorite person. I don't I don't look for ideals. You know what I'm saying? Like celebrities and and people in those places. I I got enough common sense to know like if I work my ass off, I can get sit right next to them. And have a conversation, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that. That's that's that'd be my mindset. Like celebrities, I be seeing, they be feeling weird because I don't I don't treat them like a celebrity, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, you a person, my guy, like, yeah, yeah, you believe like the hospital, like I could go to the hospital. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I I don't I don't think of it that way, but I have I definitely say like. I try to pay attention to the black leaders and understand how they move. Like I, I, I say this, I like a lot of people might might go at me about it, but I like Umar. I like some shit he say. <laughs> I like some shit he say, but uh, I, yeah, whoever, whatever the topic is, if it sounds legit, I, I, I know it is gonna sound legit. So that's kind of where I just grow on my knowledge from. I don't really have like a specific favorite person. You know what I'm saying? It could be yeah, from I mean, anybody. Ray Dalio, it could be anybody. You suck up all the game. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Females too. Females too. Don't 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 sleep, fellas. Be real. If you wanna if you wanna know so much about females, listen to females, bro. They tell you everything you need to know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's a different conversation. <laughs> One last thing, bro. So we last time I seen you was at the protest after uh, R.I.P. was his birthday. Then wasn't too far long ago. George Floyd, third ward finest man. Third ward. Um, what did you think? Cause uh, me, this is my version of the protest. Uh, H.P.D. was really chilling. Yeah. Out there, they ain't really bother people. They ain't bother us at all. Matter of fact. Uh, I actually at one point in time, people they could tell people getting too rowdy. So of course, you know, police gonna try to close it in just to keep it, keep it in one area instead of the whole area. Right. And I got behind them while they was doing it, so I'm like, I'm basically kind of like I'm sneaking up on them, and right. I'm kind of nervous because I don't want to be the next one up. 
but it, it always came past. And uh, so I'm walking to the crowd, and all of a sudden I hear, you know, this this they, the officer he's like shoving people like mm-hmm. towards like he's shoving me in the crowd, and I'm trying to tell him, hey, I'm trying to leave. Right. Like I'm not trying to go in there. He's not just violently shoving. He's just like you know moving me, and he's not getting. It. I'm trying to leave. So the officer next to him was just like let him through and everything. And so. Uh, at the corner of my head, all I hear is somebody say, hold the line. Somebody from the pro, one of the protesters say that. Mm-hmm. That's when I really left, bro, because I'm like, uh, they're not doing nothing to us, fam. Like, yeah. And it, there is no reason for us to be uh, just, you know. Kind of sh- just out there just. Y- y- like, just, you know, probably for the right reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, like, they stopped the metro workers, the bus workers, from driving their routes. That's what it was. That's mm-hmm. what I was by. Like, they completely stopped. Like, they had to shut down the metro really in that area because the protesters didn't stop it. So, I was kind of disappointed in that because, you know, my dad drove buses for metro. Yeah. And uh, you saying they're not with the movement because they choosing their job. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to go home. You not feeding their family. Right. He got to go home, too. Uh, you don't have to take care of his kids. Yeah. So, why are you stopping this man from getting his money? That was mm-hmm. the only, That's the real problem I had with the protest because now it's like, that's where the media is putting all the bad stuff out. Is that from the, the certain people in there who aren't just handling it right? Because people are trying to have conversations. People, people literally were having conversations with officers when I was out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was I'm, yeah. So, what was, your, what, what was your perspective of the Houston protest? Who? Um, I'm an activist mm-hmm. for sure, uh, and. Um, the perspective that I had, um, I I say what I appreciated was to see many people, you know, of course, be out there for us. Mm-hmm. That first and foremost. Um, secondly, one of the things that I I was out there doing um, many different reasons, man, many different reasons. I was communicating with some of the police officers as well, especially the black ones. And like the rage that people were having, I want people to like not take things out on the wrong person. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, so like, there was a lot of people that were following me, you know, and, and I was, you know, chanting and stuff. And there was a lot of people that were following me. And there was there was a few that, you know, they, they, they were in front of a line of police officers and they're just starting stuff. And so basically I told the police officer, I said, don't be scared because right now it's all emotion. I said, this is all, a moment in time that this shit shouldn't have happened. I understand that you might be scared right now, but it's one thing to understand. We, we are, we are all human. That's basically what I was out there for: is to understand humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How, how all this shit mentally has affected everybody. You know what I'm saying? So like. I think I was really taking a back seat, just really paying attention to how things just moving, the feeling, you know, of like, 
is this a breakthrough? You know what I'm saying? Is this a a moment where we're about to start fighting? You know what I'm saying? Is right. this is this like a, is this something that we're able to take action upon? You know, to make our lives better. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really just seeing how everything's just moving, just swirling around out there. And one of the things I I truly felt that we were it was it was definitely time for change i can feel it in the air that shit was changing definitely you know and that's the reason why i wanted to be there to be able to see you know like if the shit is actually changing and i felt it i felt like it was really changing like you know the the spirit of you know black people being able to you know truly get people to understand how we've been feeling because of this stuff. There's no, like, this gives us an opportunity to truly explain why, you know, we deal with anxiety on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's high numbers of black depression, black suicide, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff just because it is shit. So, like, you know, to be out there to, to, to feel that change, feel that shift, that's really what I was out there for. I wasn't really out there to, to, to be in people's faces and stuff. You know, when I was when I was in San Antonio, you know, when um, Eric Garner, I went on a march for Eric Garner. I was I was enforcing some shit. I was, you know, and I even got photos on my page where, I, you know, he had people flicking us off, all kind of stuff. And I'm speaking back. People had to hold me back, you know, and and that's not what I was going out there for. I knew that that this. The George Floyd march was something first, really in time. Like this is history. Like it was, this, you got to it's that. this history. Be there for it. And of course, I was gonna be there for that. You know what I'm saying? To capture that, and I think it was a blessing. That I was able to be in Houston. You know what I'm saying? To to be able to 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 say that I'm there. I was there. Same. We're gonna be talking about this, man. But yeah, it's like, I just <laughs> and I just, you the first person I seen that recognized in there. Like, that's crazy. Like, that, that was something that I can't, mm-hmm. I really never just, really just, I can't even sink in how much it's like. Because I think about all the protests and our grandfathers did for us. And it's like, damn, we doing the same thing yeah. years later. Just like them, except we, we ain't got to face the water holes or the dogs being unleashed uh, on us. They went through that for us. Yeah. They ain't got to worry about the KKK coming in. They went through that, that for us. That's That was very dope that we got there, dog. Yeah. Man, where, where can uh, people find you at, dog? Um, you can find me on all social media platforms. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, OG Snipe. It's S-N-I-P-E. When you find me, it's a brain on there. Um, you find me on Facebook, Dennis Sullivan. Um, and then my website is, re- is Red Eye Studio, t- TM, redeyephototm.com. And um, you can catch me wherever. Hit me up. You know what I'm saying? We can have a conversation about stuff. And, and, I, and I sell art. <laughs> you never know if you're going to be Houston or Seattle, folks. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to catch me. <laughs> Literally. I just know. I just told people, like, I'm not, I'm that type where if we got to take a flight, we're going to take that flight tomorrow. Let's go. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pop up in your city. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, I appreciate you, man. That's another episode. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker. Subscribe to us, man. Shout us out. I know I said it right there. <laughs> hey, uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Bowen. Bowen. Moment of silence. Wakanda forever. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, bro. For sure, man. Easy, ready, willing, oh.